Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Please stand with me for a moment. Just stand with me for a moment. I want you to point your finger like this up. Right. Close your eyes. You want to thank God for your life. When you do this, it means that it's from God. It's God who has done to you and established you. He's blessed you. Open your mouth and thank him for a few moments and say thank you. It's all about him. He's the reason for our existence, the reason for where we are. I am what I am by the grace of God. And you want to thank him for that. Don't take that for a joke. Don't take that for granted. It is the grace of God that has brought you this far. You may be faced with challenges as at now, but you can still thank God because he's still working on you. He's still working in your life and he will place you where you belong. So out of the sincerity of your heart, appreciate him, appreciate him because he's not asleep, he's working, he's watching over your life, he's putting one and two together and he will bless you and his will will be done in your life. Just thank him, just thank him, just thank him, just thank him in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We bless you. Amen. Please be seated. We continue our series on the blessed disciple. And today, we're going to look at the blessing of being sealed. The blessing of being sealed. And I'll read from Ephesians chapter 1. Let me just read the first 14 verses quickly. And then we'll share quickly on that. The blessing of being sealed. Ephesians chapter 1, 1 to 14. I'm reading from the New um, King James Version. Paul, an apostle of Christ, he says, By the will of God to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. Verse 11, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ 
might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. Amen. Yesu Christo Neja, ah, or de hum hum mu, in Shirenina, Eshire, or Stro Honum Christo mu. Senia, up how yen war, nimu, and sana, what shay we are say, I say, say yen ye and hotel four, ne nipa ah, won hum inni as some ne nim or domu. Na a ye, a ye yen to horse say, or nam Yesu Christo so, befa yen abaje imu. Senia ne pe eni sote. Na amaye yi. Ne dom a odi adom yen. Odofu adofu numu enu nyama aye. Onumu na yenya oji. A enam ne mojaso. Ene enfumso fefriso. Ne odum bibri a on emma ebro suma yen inyansa ene nimdiye nyinemu. Na oma yehu ni pe e hintasam senia neni so a obo ni trimu note a odi she bri a e we du no mu e fisye siye a wobe peta inyeme nyina abum bio kristo mu nia e wasro ni nia e wasa seso or no emu or no aramu na yenya yen ade di fo enso Sanya nia oye nyina nia menyina na nipe ejinatu no so bo ni trimu yi yen to ho na se yenga yen eni da kristo so kanu emeye enyonyam ayeyi onuaramu onuaramu na monso mote no kware asema eni Munkwaje hun asem pano. Ono aramu na mujidi no enso. Wade wade boye ne hun kron kron a eni yen apejadi igwa hono aso mu ano. Esi ojia wabeji wonga odi wonga ye ne de ama enyo nyam ayeyi. Amen. Amen. I read from Ephesians 4 and verse 30. Ephesians 4 and verse 30. And it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. In the New Living Translation, it says, And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Amen. 
Lord, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to hear your word, and we commit our heart and mind and soul to you. Let the entrance of your word bring light to us and affirm us as your own, to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One of the very, very important blessings that God gives to us who are his children is this blessing of being sealed or marked for him. And this mark is brought about by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit who is given to the believer is not just, he's not just a gift that God gives to us to enable us to live for him or to do miracles, or to express the giftings of God in our lives. But it is very, very important because it serves as a special mark that God puts on us to identify us for him as against those who do not know him. So I dare say this morning that if you are here and you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, then you are outside the company of God's people. Because you don't have his spirit as a mark upon your life. And on the day of redemption, as per the text that we have read, when the Lord comes for his own, you will definitely find yourself missing out from his blessings. The fact that God has marked us gives us a lot of confidence to live and to walk on the face of this earth because we know from the very depths of our heart with deep conviction that we belong to him. And when we, he comes for us on the day of redemption, I will not be found wanting. I will not struggle. I'm not going to get crushed to enter the company of the people that he's taking with him because I have his mark of the Holy Spirit on me as an identification that I belong to him. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that today if you are here and the Lord is not your Savior, take that step and offer your life to him. Then he will graciously mark you and put a mark on you as his own. And for his purpose. Okay. Our sister is not feeling well, so she's struggling a bit. Please join me in Jesus' name as I pray for you right now. Let your presence touch her. Amen. Okay. Can you go over that? Okay. All right. So from the text, there are two. Two main things that I want us to look at this morning. That one, the Holy Spirit is a seal and that there is a reason for him being a seal. When, if, if anybody goes through an educational institution and you've gone through the program and you are graduating, they give you a certificate. Now, the certificate that they give to you it's not just an ordinary paper, simple paper, but the seal of that particular institution is impressed upon that certificate, and it makes it a very unique paper that you can carry 
along with you wherever you go. The Greek word for seal, today I want to give you a little Greek for seal, is shragizo. Let's say it together, shragizo. And the understanding of that word shragizo, it just means to put a seal upon or to put a mark on somebody for identification. And there are three things that that seal in those days represents guaranteeing of documents and letters. The seal also indicates ownership. The one who puts the seal on anything or any property or any item is, remains the owner of that item. And then the seal is also put to prevent somebody from tampering with the document or the item on which the seal is. And the Holy Spirit represents everything that the seal represents. And for God to put that spirit upon you because of your faith in him, means that he plays, uh, places a lot of value upon you who belong to him. And there are three areas that I want us to consider this morning, and I pray that God will help us to understand that we are a blessed people because we have a relationship with him. We'll look at the reality, the reality of the sealing. And then we'll look at the reason for the sealing. And then how we can respond to the fact that we have God's mark upon our lives by way of the sealing of the Holy Spirit. So the reality of the sealing of the Holy Spirit. You go somewhere or you hear the word of the Lord, a message is preached, or you read a little article, God convicts you, and you realize that you are a sinner, and then you take that step and say, Lord, I am a sinner and I'm coming to you. Receive me, forgive me, cleanse me of my sins, make me your own. And from today, I pledge my allegiance to you. On that very particular occasion that you make that confession, the Spirit of God comes upon you. And that's what we call regeneration. He regenerates you and gives you a new birth. And anybody who is born again comes to terms with the fact that at that point that he or she receives Jesus Christ, he becomes a different person. You have that conviction in your heart that you are no longer the old person living your own life, but you have a special relationship with it, God, by 
the witnessing presence of the Spirit of God in your life. So when you are born again, you know that you are born again. If you are not born again, you, don't, you know that you are not born again. And the difference is the presence of the Spirit of God in your life. And so when the Spirit of God comes upon you at salvation and when you are born again, there are five things that it represents. And I want you to go with me quickly in terms of the reality of his presence. Let me see by hand those who are born again. You are sure that you are born again. Just lift up your hand. And you are sure that if Jesus comes today, today, you know in your heart that you will go with him. Raise up your hands. Okay. The, reason, the reason why you know that you will go with him is the witness of the Spirit in you. If I have my father who brings me into this world, I know and I know and I know I close my eyes, I wake up and I sleep and I do everything and I know that that's my father. It cannot change. And so when you are born again, the spirit of God connects you perpetually with your living savior and the God who created you. And therefore you know that you belong to him. And there are five things that his presence in your life um, represents in terms of him being a mark on your life. As God's child. First and foremost, the mark or the seal of the spirit upon your life provides you what we call divine security. And what it means is that God's spirit is upon you. And it's the spirit of God that keeps you. It is the spirit of God that protects you. It is the spirit of God that helps you to walk on the face of this. And nobody can tamper with that relationship that you have with him. You know, when Jesus was buried, the people killed him and they put him in a tomb. They put a big stone at the entrance. And it is believed that they put some tape around the, the the cover of the tomb, and they sealed it with wax. The idea is that they don't want anybody to come and tamper with the body of Jesus in that tomb. So when you are sealed by the presence of the Spirit, God ensures your security that nobody tampers with your life and also sin may not tamper with your life if you flow daily with the presence of the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 12, Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. Verse 13, For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. You will live. So the Spirit of God gives us life. And the life that he's talking about is not the normal life that you are walking about and breathing. Spiritual life. Spiritual life in the sense that your spirit man is alive and is relating and can commune with your God. It is the spirit of God that does that and provides you that ultimate security along those lines. And so we did not deal 
casually with the presence of the Spirit of God because He is the one who secures us. Number two, the presence of the Spirit as a seal authenticates and gives divine approval of your life. Romans eight eight and verse five. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. Let's all say that we received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. When we say God spirit authenticates and approves us, what it means is that God has accepted us as meeting all his divine standards and criteria, that we have fulfilled all the divine requirements that makes us his children. One of the simple requirements is that if you, if you believe in Jesus as the one that God sent to come and die and you confess with your mouth that he is the Lord, you will be what? You will be saved. So once you do that, the hand of God comes and approves you as God's, God's child. As many as receive him, he gave them the power to become his children. So the hand of approval of God is upon you and certifies that you are a true son of his. And the reason is the presence of his spirit in your life who bears witness. Okay. So, Number three, the presence of the Holy Spirit as a seal establishes the genuineness of your salvation. Establishes the genuineness of your salvation. You know, people come to the Lord and they say, I'm receiving the Lord, but really, they are just following the crowd. They just come and see it as a formality. They are not really serious about their being saved and being born again. You know, when you are like that, you don't give room for the Spirit to work in your life. But if you come genuinely and you realize that you are a sinner, and you give your life to him. There is a genuine turnaround in your system. We call it being regenerated. That you receive fresh life. Divine life. That original life that God meant you to have. And it is the spirit of God that establishes that genuineness of your salvation. So that tests whether whatever is happening is genuine. So anybody who is genuinely born again can see the presence of God's spirit. With time, you can tell that there is change in that person's life. It is the spirit that does that. We are blessed by the Lord by giving us that spirit who attests to the genuineness. So those who are born again and you say you are born again, it is only God through his spirit who can attest to the fact that you are born again. 
Si se Sa waji onyankopon di no kwarimwa ebrimu ni nipa be hu se woye onyankopon boba wo be hu hu kronkron no be da wadi enti se waji ne di no kwarimu na enya atosam bia onyame hu kronkron pe e na obe kyerese ampa woye ojidi ni mapa amen the spirit of god's presence as a seal also affirms the fact that you are owned by God. You belong to Him. First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. There are other verses that you can read that later because of time. I'm trying to run through quickly. First Corinthians 6 and verse 19. And verse 19. It says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. The essence of this text is that you are not of your own. The Spirit of God makes you the property, if you like, of God. And you belong to God. You belong to a different world. And that world is called God's world and God's kingdom. And for us to affirm that we truly belong to God, there's the need for you and I to understand that God, by the presence of His Spirit, is separating us from the others who are not His and is setting us apart for Himself and for His purpose. Anybody who is born again, as a different line of purpose on the face of this earth. And it is God's purpose that you must follow. Last but not the least indication of the reality of our sealership by the Holy Spirit, it indicates that our salvation is total, our salvation is finished, our salvation is complete. There's something we call complete salvation in your life positionally. When you receive him as your Lord, he comes in, he saves you, and it's a complete transaction that God does on you. But there is positional salvation, there is progressive salvation, and there is ultimate salvation. Positionally, you are saved. You are saved and you can't change that. If your, your faith in him is a genuine faith. And one beautiful thing about the spirit as a seal, which I'm going to explain later on, is God's earnest or deposit for what we will enjoy in future. It's a sign. You see, it's a deposit that is given to us showing that we are, we are candidates for the future blessing. So those of you who are here, within the sound of my voice, you claim you are born again, or perhaps you are not born again, I'd like you to re-examine your life again. Re-examine your life again. Put your life on the scale of God and check whether genuinely you are born again. And one key thing that will attest the fact that you are born again is not just your faith that you have placed in the Lord, but 
the witness of the spirit within your spirit that assesses and attests that you are born again. As I stand here in your presence, I feel in my spirit and I know that I'm born again and I know that I belong to him because his spirit always affirms that in me. As I wake up every morning, as I go about, I know that I have a father who is with me. I have no doubt whatsoever. And there are many of you here who doubt. You, you, you are not too sure, even though your hand may be up that if Jesus comes, you go. You are not too sure. There's always a second chance. Assess and let the spirit of God convict you that maybe you are not truly saved. And there's always a second chance. He will come to you and then you qualify to have the mark of the spirit upon you as belonging to the Savior. What is the reason for the sealing of the spirit upon our lives? I've just mentioned it already. The sealing is a deposit. If you are, for example, if you, if you want to sell a property to somebody or you want to buy, the sign for you to say to the person that you are serious in buying that property is, okay, that thing is 10,000 Ghana cities. I'm giving you 2,000. 2,000 to tell you that more money will come so that I can have the property. So the Holy Spirit is God's deposit. It's God's earnest. It's God's first installment in our lives, proving that more will come in the future and we will share in his inheritance at the end of the day. So it's the deposit that is given on you. That you qualify for more blessings as he comes for you. Yes, so Dutchin, near your war, a woman, and not just say, Yanade, no one saw the Bibia Siemu, said Yanade, then not to your back call a year, and not to say, Obini, Obi, it did be beyond on our Wabato, Sardini, a beer, I see the dua, also meet you a year answer, now a fair year, and say, Yahoo, Crocron, and Yanko Pondu Guillermo, send your betcher and say, Dutchin, because the spirit is God's earnest or deposit or guarantee of our future inheritance. As we live on the face of this earth, as I want to say to all of us who are believers, we must be serious with our God, we must be serious with the Holy Spirit, but above all, we must live our lives with eternity in focus. We must live our lives with eternity in focus. We don't need to live our lives like this is where we are going to be forever and forever. As some of us have done, we have put our seats on the earth and we are sitting on it and we are not thinking about the eternal perspectives of our lives. Every genuine believer with the witness of the spirit belonging to God and divine ownership upon his life must have what I call divine perspective in everything that he or she does. Knowing that you are just passing through this world and there are better inheritances ahead for you because the spirit is in you. God wants us to have that perspective of our lives. 
And this comes to us as a caution. This comes to us an encouragement. Don't live your life here like this is where you are going to be perpetually. No, you are not going to be here perpetually. Somebody said, you came with nothing, you will go with nothing. And the things that we are struggling with and fighting over, like Pastor C.K. will say, they are toys that God has given to us. Toys are meant to be played with. Toys are meant to be played with. Toys are not meant to be our gods. They are just things that God has given to us to be able to live our lives here. But beyond that, when the Lord calls you, every single toy that he's given to you, you will drop it here. You will not go with this because there are better inheritance there. Some of us cherish our properties. Some of us cherish our possessions like they are our gods. They are mini gods. When you are like that, what you have done or you are doing is that you are placing those possessions of yours between you and your God. And I want to let you know that God is a jealous God. He is jealous about you having your affection for other things aside from him. And I want to pray to you today by the grace of God. You may have it, but don't put your heart into what you have. Because what you have may be here today, it may not be there tomorrow. Because they are temporary. Everybody say temporary. The eternal, perpetual things are in store for us in heaven. And the reason that they are in heaven is the reason why God gave you his spirit to put you as one person who has the potential to inherit him. And the spirit of God is the deposit to show to God that you are part of the inheritance on the day of redemption. May the Lord help us. May the Lord be gracious to us as we set our minds on eternal things. First, Second Corinthians chapter one. Let me read from 19. For the Son of God Jesus, who was preached among you by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes or no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises of God, promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. There's something yet to come and that is what you must fight for. That is what you must focus on. May the Lord be gracious to us. How do you respond to the sealing of the spirit of God? There are just four quick things that I want to give to you. Four things. One, he gave you that spirit as a seal. And in the verse 14b, it says, for he, the praise of his glory. For the praise of his glory. What it means is that you must always celebrate the glory of God. Live a happy life. Live a celebrating life. Celebrating the glory of God because he has counted you among those who belong 
to him and you must rejoice in that fact. The second thing is that when you live your life, you must live your life confidently. We are not talking about you living a life of, 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 of pride. That everything must stop for you when you appear anywhere. But you are confident because you know the one who is backing you. You are confident because the Spirit of God is within you, marking you and convincing you and witnessing to you that you have a father. Father, you have an eternal father. And so you must, you must live your life very confidently. Very confidently. And I want to read that from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 5. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose. And has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in this body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith and not by sight. It's the verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident. Please touch somebody and say, be confident always. Come on, say to somebody else, be confident always. Because the Lord is on your side. Because you belong to his company. Amen. There are some of us who have allowed the challenges of this world to steal our confidence and has lowered us in terms of our esteem on the face of this earth. But it shouldn't be that way. It should be the other way around. With the world we are passing through, the world is under our foot because the God that we serve has conquered the world on our behalf. And so you must walk with your chest out, not displaying pride. I'm not saying that. I mean, even pride is a spirit. But walk and know and accept the way you are per God's Directives. Number three, uh, Ephesians 4 and verse 30, it says, Don't grieve the spirit. Don't grieve. And I read from the New Living Translation, don't make the spirit sorrowful by the way you live. You see, you are bitter against somebody, you are insulting somebody, every day you are fighting with people, you are living in sin. When God's word comes, you don't obey God's word, you are the, like the guy will say, you are the Nimanche in your own life, and you ignore the Spirit of God. When you do that, you make the Spirit of God sorrowful, sorrowful, you grieve him. Why is he saying that we shouldn't grieve? Because it's a personality that lives in you. Just like you can grieve your parents, you can grieve your friend, you can grieve other people. In the same way, the way you live, which is not pleasing to God, grieves the spirit. And he says, don't. It's a direct command. Don't. What it means is that you must live in accordance to the dictates of your master who has marked you for tomorrow. There's a story of a friend of mine who has a son who is very, very, let me say, he's a very bad boy. 
always reports comes the parent goes to school, he's going to steal somebody's money, he's fighting here and there. One of the days, she came to the friend, it's an elderly man, and the trouble came and they were reporting. Then the woman said, Oh, go yo, go yo, baby, baby, banna, See, the mom was so grieved by the behavior of the son. Sometimes we do that to the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is saying, you are, you are messing me up. You are giving me pain because you are living a disobedient life. And you are living in sin. When you sin like that, you grieve him. And he cries in the system. We shouldn't grieve him because he's the deposit for our future. Last but not the least, we must live by the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We must keep instead with the Spirit. What does it mean by that? First, be filled with Him. Second, be submissive to Him. Third, listen to His promptings and go by His promptings. Because God in His wisdom has given us His Spirit so that we can live our Christian life productively. It's the Spirit of God that helps us to do that. And He's our senior partner in our Christian work. And so we must always endeavor to keep in step and in tune with Him. Galatians 5 and verse 5, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Keeping in step means you are moving with him every time. If he moves, you move. You are always with him. And you don't put him to the background. You don't lead and he follows. But he is with you, within you, and is working through you, giving you wisdom as to how to do things, teaching you what to say at a particular time, not just saying things recklessly, but he guides you and prompts you and shows you the way. Where there is no way, he will say, do it this way. If you do it that way, you have, you have fruitfulness. We must keep in step with him. The Lord has blessed us, he has marked us, he sealed us with his spirit and we must celebrate that glorious deed in our lives. We must live confidently. We must not grieve the spirit, but we must always keep in step with the spirit. As I conclude, what I want to say is that the Lord is still calling. He's calling men and women from the sinfulness of their lives. And he wants to bring them to himself so that he can put its seal of ownership, seal of security upon you. If you are here... I want you to know that he's calling you. If you don't have that relationship with him, take that step and join the company of the people who are called the sealed in the Lord. The sealed in the Lord. May the Lord bless you for your attention. Amen.